CHP Radio on the Hackers Paradise Podcast Network, your number one source for all things golf. Subscribe on iTunes to never miss an episode. And welcome back, my golfing friends, to another episode of the original Off Course. I'm your host, Dan Edwards, and joining me once again is Mr. Staff Writer Extraordinaire from THP, Mr. James Miles. How are you, my friend? I am... I'm great. I wanted to come up with some other uh, word to use there, but in the end, that, that's all I've got. I'm, I'm pretty good. I'm pretty good. How are you, sir? Um, I'm fine. I'm doing oh, hey, all right. Ooh, look at us. Great and fine. Yeah. I, wow. That Yeah, that is kind of <laughs> pessimistic. I'm actually coming off a bit of a high. We had a great uh, show last week with Terry Kaler from Edison Wedges. I hope everyone mm-hmm. enjoyed that. Uh, he's obviously super interesting to listen to. Uh, maybe but sent- by Wedges. Since then, I went to Canada and saw a whole bunch of family that I haven't seen in a while at a wedding, including Uncle Rona, who um, <laughs> has beaten the ever-living crap out of me over the last 10 days. So that was super fun. Uh, but I'm finally out of my cocoon. It felt like a concussion. It kind of, yeah, it felt just pain. It wasn't pain. It was painful. There were aches. I don't. I had no intentions of talking about it. Here we are. I'm like gabbing. Like, thank God it's over. But it sucked. You went so from bad. cocoon to concussion. Yeah. Well, it it felt like you were like stuck in a cave mm. with like no one. No one could hear you. <laughs> but that was like anything that was three feet in front of you. Um, and I've had a pretty interesting time listening to all these stories as I try and make excuses at work as to why things are a little bit slower than usual. Um, but long story short, I'm fine. I survived. Things still taste weird. Uh, except for Chipotle, it tasted pretty damn good when I had it the other night. So that was cool. Um, but I haven't played golf, which sucks. I've got two, I've got two tee times this weekend. I'm super excited about it. Uh, catching up with the old boys. But the crazy thing for me is I feel like this happens every start of the year and end of the year. I, I miss somehow miss a week. Like I'm either stuck inside doing something or I've gone on a trip. And I come back and like everything's in bloom. And in this case, I I was stuck in my house for 10 days. And when I went outside, like all the trees had lost all their leaves. It was very sad here in Ohio. Like what happened, man? Uh, The changing of the seasons. Yeah, no, ours ours all fell off like last night. It got down to like 28 and all the leaves said see ya so is that how they do it in oklahoma um, like one that's, day they're hanging on the next pretty day much it. i mean remember <laughs> we have like 12 trees according to people so uh all 12 trees lost their leaves last night wow <laughs> that's crazy i i'm curious to see what the golf course looks like and i, I had this really fun experience with a thp named neil or a lot of us know him as thor x thor he's an absolute trip and he's been on the show uh, we played a place called Belterra down in Kentucky, and we played it when it was extremely cold out. Uh, and I'm being dramatic. It was like 40, but there was a bit of rain and some wind. So it was like, you know, colder than it really probably felt or felt colder than it was. But it was before any of the trees bloomed. So it was like really barren with a lot of trees around the area. And and I'm always fascinated to go and play a golf course that you have like visual familiarity with in a different season. Cause it looks so different. Yeah. I mean, it, it it's, I don't know. It, I like doing it outside of my normal, you know, the two courses that I play. It's always, it's always pretty cool. We got to do that last year at Oak tree national after everything had kind of gone dormant. 
and it was just it was pretty trippy honestly how everything was i i, I just i don't know the 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 lack of green is depressing but at least when you're on a good golf course it's a little less depressing well you told me a little secret before the show too that they both just aerated so like you're in pure desperation to find a decent place to putt at this point yeah pretty much uh, we haven't been able to practice this week because they've been aerating so the kids have just been sitting in the lobby and I'm like, well, I mean, do you really want to rush back out there and play Plinko on the greens, which is just depressing, especially because our course uses cheap sand. So here's what I want to know. When are you going to build the Dr. Miles school of golf that has a huge dome where you can come in and play and like enjoy the, the, the beauty of all seasons uh, in the winter months too. I think the best that I can get is a net in the garage. Wait, I, I was aiming big high. Like, I, I started the year with move to Kentucky, and now I'm saying, like, build yourself a golf dome. I feel like all I've tried to do is better your life, and you're just rejecting me with these, like, sidebar options. You've, you've tried to improve my life, and I'm stuck in the humdrum. It's just, it is what it is. What is a humdrum? I don't know. I just, I, I, I was feeling it tonight. <laughs> uh, I love that we get the, all these good ideas to talk about, and we just end up gabbing like two kids um yeah so so i'm excited to play and it's going to be decent weather but you know what the thing that makes me really mad about ohio in the fall and even in the spring is this every day that's warmer weather it's always windier so i'm like Mm -hmm. giving up one thing i love which is warmth for one thing i hate which is wind uh and vice versa so if it's a chill day it's going to be pretty cold um, at this point, I think I'll take the 70 and windy versus the like 40 and just pure gray and disappointment. What, what do you like with that? I mean, I know you guys get a lot of wind out there, but what's, what's your preference when it, in terms of that go cold, but cold, but quiet or warmer, but windy. I mean, personally, I prefer the wind because I, I actually really enjoy playing golf in the wind. Um, because our wind gets just so stupid here that you have got to learn to hit all kinds of just goofy little shots and you can play it completely different. And especially this time of year, usually whenever I'm, you know, I'm pretty beat up right now, but whenever I get to that point, I can go out and play wind golf and and not feel like I have to have my A game or anything else. It's just because we're, we're so used to it here. And my high school kids who just love to hit the ball as high as they can, haven't figured it out yet. So I absolutely murder them. So that's, that's always a lot of fun. Do you, do you make them listen to the show where you get to talk smack and they can't do anything about it? I talk smack to, I talk smack to them to their faces. So it's not, it's not that big of an issue. It should be required homework. I could use the clicks (laughs) just for the clarity. Um, the, the one thing I do love about this time of year, and it's going to be a bit of a nod to the THP community, is we have a thing we do on the forum, the community. It's called the Albatross Club. And right now we're taking membership for 2023. What does that membership mean? Well, we have and we have talked about on the show these crazy experiences that will go on throughout the year. Just wrapped up a Morgan Cup, which was insane with Cobra. Uh, we've got the granddaddy on the horizon with Callaway, just these absolutely epic adventures or experiences that people get to go on. Uh, and to be eligible, you you need to be a part of the Albatross Club. To me, James, it's a big part of what defines that community. And especially when you're uh, navigating the forum, you see someone with a tag uh, that says we're a part of the Albatross Club. You know, like this person shares a, a similar sort of mentality as us, but One of the things I love about it is they have this connection with St. Jude's Children's Research Hospital, 
uh, a part of that uh, payment goes to them uh, in the form of bricks that we we purchase. Uh, we've seen it year over year. To my understanding, we already have some 2022 ones mm-hmm. purchased. And by we, I mean THP as a company. And uh, it's just something to be super proud of. So this year, and I think just this week, we have started our 2023 campaign. And the amount of people getting involved and gifting memberships to other members has been so freaking cool. It just makes me so proud to be a part of that community. Um, <laughs> I didn't mean to go in such a such a, <laughs> a deep thing. I'm just super excited to see that that shared excitement from the masses that I've always had for this project that uh, Josh and Morgan over there have put together and have really really built on in the last few years with St. Jude. Yeah. I, I mean, we got to see the mock-ups uh, from Morgan this week, which was, it's always pretty cool to see. I, this year has been, I don't know. It's been more like it, it's, it's the amount of paying it forward that we have going on and people that have just jumped in and been invested. It, it's pretty cool to see because with the Albatross club, you don't have to be like a power poster on the forum or anything else like that. That's why I like it. Like you see these people who post, you know, 50 times a year, but they take the time to join the Albatross club. So, so you get to realize just how much, how much they, they are invested in the forum and they want to invest in in the community. And, and for me, and I mean, I imagine for you, as long as we've been around now uh, it's just, it's, it's one of the main things that makes us different. And, and I really appreciate that, that we are that way, that our community is that way. And, and it, it just makes it, I don't know, it it makes me reflect a lot and I don't want to sit here and wax poetic about it all, but it's, it's heartwarming. It's very cool. And not to mention it's, it's a cause that's as good as you can get. It's a wonderful thing. Um, I, I related a lot to seeing someone who's wearing your favorite sporting team's logo when you see that club membership. Like it just feels so comfortable. You just feel like you can relate to them, even if you've never talked to them before. Um, you know, just seeing the sort of activity that's going on, it's it's such a good thing, man. It's a good feel. Um, and, and we've got big stuff coming. I, I know every year. It gets a little bit crazy over Christmas time. We have way too much fun. I suspect <laughs> there's going to be crazy things getting ready to happen for THP members. I'm sure as that happens, Worst Golf Podcast is going to be talking about it. They can't help but celebrate uh, their membership over there. So that's pretty cool. Um, I'm just excited. So if you guys like, I know for you listening, there's people who are not involved in the community. If you're looking for a place to talk golf that isn't your wife, because I promise you she doesn't care, come chat with us. <laughs> like that—that that is why I started talking golf because I was talking over my dad's head and his golf buddies, and I was talking to my wife about things she truly did not care about, even though she is a wonderful golfer in her own right. Uh, I joined the community. It's been over ten years of just creating friendships, having a wonderful time, learning. Um, starting a podcast <laughs> who, who, the hell, who the hell saw that coming uh anyways it's it's just uh you know it's all a big reflection as we move into thanksgiving and all that so i'm sure the shows will get um more interesting as the years go on or as the weeks move in towards christmas uh, but i did want to say shout out to all you guys who are involved in the albatross club who have 
put the same level of passion in that James and I share. And that's such a cool thing. We see it. I feel it uh, right down to my core. It's been a bummer of a week and that that has just really propelled me forward. So uh, that's awesome. Um yeah, the, I'm, I'm full on rambling, James. Yeah, no, but it's perfect for this time of year for you and I, like because like for me, like on 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 the writing side of things, yeah, we we start to get releases and everything else with it, but like you're still falling into like we talked about with with the way the seasons change for people who, I mean, we try to live on the golf course as much as possible. I mean, you know, I do. And, and when the seasons change, that goes away and it makes things a little bit harder. But this always like this time of year when when the Albatross Club kicks off, it's always very cool to me as we head into Thanksgiving. Like, I don't know, it reinvigorates me. And it's I don't know, no matter what people say about what's going on in the world right now, there's still a ton of good people out there. Like, yeah, I like that we've sort yeah. of collected most of them on THP. I think so. uh, <laughs> and there's always this really weird vibe when someone comes in with intent that doesn't align with it. Everyone's like, yo, what, what, uh, what are you doing <laughs> in the nicest way possible? It's always really great. Uh, but yeah, that's kind of the other thing is we have, uh, I've been enjoying the baseball playoffs. I know you're not a baseball fan, but you have college football and the NFL you can lean on, which is pretty cool. I've been doing fantasy football, which I'm so far out of my comfort zone, but I've had a great time being way too emotional. Um, I've got I'm the kick, Bengals. I'm, I'm about to kick your ass in a couple weeks. So yeah, yeah. I'm not looking forward to that <laughs> matchup. I might delete you <laughs> off my phone for that whole week. Um, Cause it's just going to stress me out so bad. I've got a wife who's Bengals crazy now, which makes absolutely no sense. So I've got things going on outside <laughs> of golf but one of the things I really wanted to talk about today was where are you on tour golf right now? And, and, and I'll preface that by saying I really haven't been that in tune other than reading things since probably the open championship. When all that stupid nonsense started happening, mm -hmm. I was just like, eh, not, not worth my time right now. I'll check in later. I mean, it, I'm going to make some people mad whenever I say it, but I've been... I've been watching and paying more attention to live than I have the PGA tour. And I think the reason for that is this time of year has always been slow season for the PGA tour, right? It's, it's the off season of everything else. And everybody, everybody knocks live for the limited amount of players and everything else they have. But when those dudes are playing, they're all playing. So love them or hate them. Like I, I feel like this time of year, I can watch more top talent, there to spend my time if i have to choose and that's kind of that's really unlike me you know i usually i usually nerd out year round about pga tournaments yeah um, so i, I, I think it's so I'm interesting kinda, about yeah. you because not only do you nerd out loads of tournaments throughout the year but you've never at least in my mind you've never been like a number one through five or bust mm -hmm. kind of guy you've always had that sort of connection to either the up-and-comers or guys who've shown really nice promise or the guys, guys who, who break plays, my heart like ricky fowler the guys who play the driver <laughs> you're completely obsessed with and you can't stop talking about because you just finished <laughs> writing a paper and we need someone to read it and talk about it on the forum blah blah blah, blah. <laughs> you know that that kind of thing like you've always been that guy it's never been like it has to be number one through five or i'm not paying attention well i i mean i think it's i don't know maybe it's because there's an option now you know like previously 
Previously, that's it was interesting the interesting point, James, because it's always been an option, right? We've had the Euro Tour and the PGA Tour. That's not an option. <laughs> that's not an option. Now you're just reaching. Now, hey, their 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 commercials and their advertising and their marketing on the Euro Tour way better than the PGA Spectacular, Tour. Spectacular, yeah. Uh, like God, so, that was always that talk. was always cool. But no, I was not getting up on a Sunday morning to watch the finish of the whatever open somewhere that I used to teach about in geography class. Like for me, it was always, I'm going to watch the PGA tour because it's the local tour. They're playing some courses typically that I'm kind of interested in. Um, and that was the option. And because they don't televise the ladies enough, but that's a whole other can of worms we can get into. Um, but now that there's live, there's drama. Um, I don't really care about that. I, I you know that, like, I, I don't, I just want to watch golf. So if you give me live versus PGA tour in October and November, I know who's going to be playing in one. I don't have a clue who's going to play in the other one. So the mm. PGA tour is going to try to fix mm. that. Are they? I mean, yeah, I don't know. The, the challenge with this whole reactionary solution from the tour has been really interesting to, uh, I guess, chase in, in text, you know, mm-hmm. the, it's a lot of that we'll we'll see what when we see it kind of thing and the you know it's great in on paper but we've spent enough times in enough different sports to read that off season things don't necessarily pan out so mm-hmm. it has to look good both on paper and in production um you know I, i've said for a long time there's really nice ways to improve the experience for golfers on the tour and that doesn't really revolve around the the absolute top talent it revolves around the quality of the production um showing golf shots instead of opinions would be absolutely thrilling to me (laughs) Uh, showing the lpga tour would be awesome um even with the incredibly diverse fields that go through that you know there's lots to cheer for there um and what i mean by that is the the asian takeover which you know Mm-hmm. has been a discussion point for a lot of people that Absolutely. they don't have a ton to cheer for. I mean, listen, I'm a Brook fan through and through. No offense. <laughs> it is what it is. <laughs> but there are lots of people that get excited about Lee Six, I think, is one of the funniest names on tour. The fact that she chose to do that. Yep. Uh, I would love to be a fan of that. But you just don't get the exposure you need. Now, when it comes to live, I just haven't had the motivation to watch. With all this mm-hmm. other stuff going on, uh, like I said, MLB playoffs, you've got the start of the NHL and the NBA um, uh, football is in full form, which is super fun. It just, it's a lot to digest. And when you have to start to compartmentalize what you're focused on, that, that becomes a big challenge. And, and with all the bickering that's gone on, I, I think I just decided neither for the time <laughs> being. I mean, it's a fair, that's a fair thing though. I, and I think there's a lot of people that are that way. For me, I, I'm I'm the lunatic fringe of it all that that we kind of work in golf, so I I tend to lean that way. On a weekend, I, I want it on, and I want my kids to to watch more golf because it's going to help me in the long run and stuff like that. But plus, my college team sucks right now, so that that's taking something off my plate. I I don't watch baseball because it's unless I'm napping. Um, I, I need to get into hockey. I, I've started to fall for soccer of all things. I mean, yeah, it's, a, it's a, them, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's a, yes, that and Ted Lasso, but it's, yeah. it's a weird spot for me. And, and as much as the drama is a turnoff at the same time, uh, like with what lives about to do with their team event, 
I mean, they're, they're creative. They're doing different things. I think the team names suck. I think they're stupid. I think they're corny. I think they're hokey. I, I mean, it, like when I grew up in our elementary school, even though the high school were, were the demons, we were the pandas. Like, that's what it reminds me of. Hmm. Like they're just randomly <laughs> throwing crap at the wall and seeing what sticks, but there's some cool aspects to it. I mean, could have been camp- zombie pandas. The zombie pandas would be excellent. <laughs> uh, but like with Cam Smith being over, like I, I find more interest in that. Like, I don't know. Yeah. I, how long is it going to last? Do I think Liv's going to make it? That's a whole other conversation. But for now, the tour is reactionary and I hate it because they could do so much better. Well, you know, I think the problem is that money's got so deeply involved in sports now that you almost have no choice but to accept every every sport. Yep. Every single sport. Dudes are going to chase money. And this whole idea that there's some sort of ownership in the brand, the team, the league is just a it's kind of a farce at this point, um, which sucks. I mean, I I just finished laughing and, and no offense to Yankees fans. I certainly understand you grew up a Yankees fan. You're going to be a Yankees fan. I'm not sure you have a choice when you live there, but you know, the idea that 250 million can't even buy you a trip to the world series or a win in the NLCS is kind of hilarious to me. Wait, ALCS. Jesus. Yeah. See, I'm not a huge baseball fan. You're asking the wrong guy. I think it's ALCS. I hope (laughs) I'm wrong. But, you know, the idea that you can't even win um, at that level with that kind of talent, with that kind of roster or that kind of payroll, it it sort of muddies the experience for me personally. But I think golf has always been a different story. Like the payouts have been the payouts and it hasn't been until live where guys have had this guaranteed absurdly high value contract uh, which devalues two things. It devalues or it uh, it devalues the field on the tour because some of those guys are gone. There's no question around it. Mm-hmm. We, we have conversations about whether WGC or uh, yeah, those kind of wins count. You know, the tournament champions, that kind of stuff. Should they count? Well, of course, why not? Do live count? So we're we're muddying those waters a little bit, mm-hmm. but we're also reducing. This is kind of that same NIL discussion is do you have the same level of motivation when you already have been paid? Like that money is sunk and gone. Why, why would you ever care? Like what does DJ care at this point, whether he wins that dude got paid. So speaking of like the, 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 the idea of money and sports and how much it's, it's starting to dominate things. I can tell you this, the state of Oklahoma, this last, what, two weeks ago, sent out the notice of it all. High school kids in Oklahoma are now allowed to get NIL. So like, originally this is, this is where we are or higher. That's where yeah. it started. Yes. Well, I thought, I thought so, like so this changes contracts. Huh? I thought kids like were getting contracts. I well, that some was, kid got signed to the yeah, cover uh, like, or something like that. As yeah. soon as, I mean, the, the catch with NIL and the way, the way, when all that went through, it kind of opened the floodgates for everything, but everybody is kind of tapered off and, and taken, taking their time. Like in the case of Oklahoma, the state our my state, um, Kids can't wear their high school logos. They can't mention the OSSAA. They can't do anything else like that. But if a car company wanted them to come and do a commercial or something, they could stand there and do that and get paid for it. And and it's, I don't know, man. It's listen. It's re- it's reaching different levels. But like by the same token, I have kids that play in scrambles. You played in scrambles that pay out. Yeah. And and previously it was you know five hundred dollars a year. 
like they could earn or else they would have to donate the money to the high school program. Um, so this kind of opens doors for all that, but now we don't know how much, mm-hmm. like, are you going to, are you going to get amateur golfers now that are going to go play in these high money, whatever, and, and be able to do it because they're, I, I don't know. It's, I don't James, know. This is James, I watched, I watched varsity blues. I know how those dudes are treated <laughs> where you're from. So <laughs> yeah, it's, it's such a weird conversation. But I think the problem is Liv proves that money can make something exist because up until they started just flooding the market with millions upon millions upon almost a billion dollars. And shout out to Tiger. Who says no to a billion dollars? (laughs) Not me. Come on, man. Uh, You know, that that just proves that there is a number for everyone. And if there are guys on tour who still want to maintain that course, a lot of them have already made their money. Some of these younger guys like you line, like they've, they obviously went to get paid because it's a guarantee and, yep. and you can't dance around that. Now it's, what that means in the future, I, I want to kind of come full circle and, and start to consider what, what it looks like next year. Uh, and I want to do that by moving into a new conversation, which I've always found really fascinating is chasing the world. Number one is such a, big deal i mean it wasn't for a long time because tiger owned the ever-loving hell out of it and you know what that's freaking amazing uh but it's been a battle for the last few years and rory's now just taking over the number one spot with a win at the cj cup which is really cool uh but now there's this debate like is he a legitimate number one there's a guy like cam smith who had a spectacular i guess you could say early mid start to 2022 and then kind of fell I mean, it, off and it, yeah, then he won an open year yeah and then he won an open uh which rory was two strokes behind or whatever it was which a lot of people choose to ignore because winning is everything apparently in golf but then they were basically i think on par with each other like 0.5 of a point away the cam goes to live and rory continues on his current territory championship um cj cup like he's doing great there's no way around Mm -hmm. it he he had big finishes in all four majors this year he's kind of validated himself in a lot of ways to get that spot and now people are saying well it's cheap because the guys aren't there who Mm -hmm. should be competing with him what do you think about that i mean we well, well in the community we had the thread come up about you know is rory is the number one like what how does that make you feel basically is the way the conversation went for me being that the the live tour does not get rankings points at this moment, Roy's the best golfer in the world is eligible for the OWGR by far. Like I, I mean, I can't fault it. I this is this is the Rory that I've wanted to see for a long time. When you think about that open on Sunday, Rory did exactly what he needed to do for the decade prior. Yeah, he he played <clears throat> smart and he played flawlessly. I would say I would say eight out of ten tournaments on a Sunday, the way he played wins it. But Cam outplayed him. Cam went and won it. So yeah. like that that gets lost in the whole deal. Like everybody, you're like kind of like you said, everybody just kind of went, well, Rory lost again. Like, no, did you watch the dude? Yeah. Like he played so good. And that's why I I mean, for me personally, I think Rory's the most complete golfer on earth right now. I, I do. I, I think I think 
he he can do it all. Now his window is closing, which how crazy for us to talk about as Rory, Rory getting older, right? It makes me feel ancient. I'm interested about that because he does take health very seriously and his attention to physical so fitness did Gary Player. Is unlike a lot of other players. <laughs> uh well you know shout out to fred couples who had did not take it seriously and just <laughs> shot, like, 61 60 uh and won a tournament <laughs> at an unbelievable age but yeah i definitely see where you're coming from but but it, it's also challenging because even if cam was around and assuming he was playing similar to how he was now he would not be competing with rory uh at the same level i mean there's nothing that would suggest he would unless he was winning every live tournament out there which he hasn't been. He won one, um, so far as I know. I didn't watch, but you know, comparing yeah, that was a weird. I didn't. I don't know why I did that. Uh, I just had to say, like, I didn't watch it. I didn't watch it. Uh, but you know, comparing the two resumes, post their close number to when Cam stopped getting ranking points, Rory is the better golfer on paper. So. To devalue that, I think, is kind of a bummer at this point. But it makes me wonder what next year looks like. Let's say OWGR says, yeah, we don't we don't recognize Live. It's an invitational, basically. You know, you can't it 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 doesn't have the same exposure that the PGA tour or the European tour has, so we don't recognize the level of points that are secured. Uh, I, I get that stance. I absolutely do. Uh, but my question to you is. Does the world number one mean anything moving forward? Controversial opinion. Yeah. You ready? I want are, you, are you ready? Maybe. The the world number one didn't mean anything when Luke Donald was the world number one for a long time. From that point on, I didn't really care. Dude, that, that guy had an unbelievable short game. That's cool. <laughs> How much did he win? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, I mean, yeah, you make a good point. And, and hey, and I know, no, 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 I, I, I know from that point on, they, they changed the way they do the rankings. Like, I get that. I accept that. And they've tweaked it and they keep tweaking it, tweaking it, tweaking, tweaking. I just, the word you sounded like twinking? a sound. I don't know if I did or not. I hope I didn't. I don't even know what that is, but <laughs> it sounds wrong. Anyway, yeah. um, I, I think they got it right which is a shame with all this live stuff going on because I think they finally kind of figured out the rankings. I mean, look at who we had that went to number one when we had Rom and we had, we have, we've had Rory, we had, had Cam, we've had all these guys that have, have made their way into it as they've been having success, which is all like? most of us in the media have ever asked for. Right. Yeah. Is, is you know? unlike with Luke, like when they're, I'm cutting you off. I don't care. No, it's fine. <laughs> but like, the guys, when they're having success and they're playing the best, that's when they should be number one. Not when they're, you know, whoa, you made a top 10. I don't what know. I re- what I really liked about a lot of those guys' rise to number one is it felt inevitable. And mm-hmm. that to me says, like, if you're watching a guy and you're like, man, it just feels like if he keeps on this tear, he's going to be world number one. And then he gets there. It's like, okay, something is working. Yep. Uh, in this case, because we're now fractured from a talent pool perspective and because there's so much unclarity or lack of clarity on what the future holds for Liv, whether it succeeds, first of all, mm-hmm. whether they run out of money, which I, I guess they won't, but <laughs> uh, whether they get bored with their, their pet project, whatever you want to call it, um, I guess that that remains to be seen. But 
do we go in like the dark ages of the OWGR? Like, do we have a year or two where world number one doesn't mean a damn thing? And is that a bad thing for golf? I guess is my question. Like, don't we need that sort of that visual success from uh, an individual standpoint? I think it depends on who's number one. Mm. If, if we go through the next couple of years and it's Rory, I don't think anybody in history books bat an eye because it's Rory right now. If I'm trying to think of somebody abstract. Yeah. Give me like a web, but but not, but no, no, let's go, let's go. Somebody who has talent, but maybe isn't like say Victor Hovland becomes number one. one. I've got a good one because he's been there so close to being so good. So many times, Tony Finau. Yeah. I would, I would put Tony in the same grouping as like Victor. Yeah. Like say, say one of those guys, for the next two years, make it to number one or whatever else. And then and while live is going on, then I think you get some questions about it unless they're going out and winning majors. But then you also have the caveat of, are they going to let the live guys play in the majors? Yeah. Do you think they will? Now, now I, I hope so. Personally, how many guys on the live tour can actually compete? A handful. Well, how about the guy who, who, complained about not getting into an event and then went to a football game instead of playing in the last round. <laughs> right. I mean, so I don't know. I, I think it depends on the who I think if it's Rory, I think we look back in history and, and, as, as like a, a tumultuous time that went on with it. But Rory was the beacon of the PGA tour, right? I don't uh, know. There's it, no question crazy. about that. He's, he's made it pretty clear that if there's a vocal personality on tour right now, it's him. Absolutely. Um, and I appreciate Rory for doing that. He's always been fairly candid with his responses, or at least over the last couple of years. The one that I found really interesting, the feedback was John Rom. Uh, he got a little bit more vocal recently. And I think it's just out of irritation. He's like, can we just like yep. be done with this? Cause it's really stupid. Um, I- I'm, I'm leaning towards that. Like when we can go back to watching tour golf without having to listen to live conversations, I think is when my excitement for the game will come back. Um, and it might even open the door for me to watch live because the less they talk about each other, the more appealing it is. I feel the same way about well, politics. I feel the same way about a lot of things, honestly. And and for me, that's why I'm like, at some point the tour has to look at it and realize of like, instead of let's beat them, Right. Like with these announcements of these premier events and they're going to have a rotating series of premier events and 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 the purse is going to be higher and all these other things, which, hey, it's cool. You probably should have been doing that years ago. Uh, but that's besides the point. Like, OK, at some point, stop trying to beat them and just perfect what you're doing. Yeah. Let live do what they're doing. And OK, the they're playing. Right? Here, yeah. But here's yeah, here's my thing. Like they're playing 54 holes. That's everybody's argument. It's 54 holes. Okay, give them seven at all. Give them seventy-five percent of the points that a seventy-two hole tournament would earn. Interesting. Nobody has talked about this. Yeah. The, give the them, hard part give is give them seventy-five percent. And those guys still can't go play anything else. So Cam, if he wants to be number one, is gonna have to go win all of them. Yeah. Right. Well, the, the, the hard part is I think the best argument is that is it in it it's an invitational more than anything else. No, I, uh, yeah. So the exposure to actually getting into the tournament to win it is so limited. Uh, I think that was the best argument, but yeah, I, I think the idea that 
not playing 72 while I think is very strange. Um, giving him 75% would be pretty funny. <laughs> Honestly, that's such a funny way well, well, to think go about it. it. And how fast do you think Liv would go to 72? <laughs> yeah, because think about it. Like the whole complaint is oh, they won't give us they won't give us points. Here's your points. You get three yeah. quarters of them. Yeah. So you're you don't still like set behind it. You're, your yeah, you're still pro- money. <laughs> you're still protecting the tour, the PGA tour, yeah. right? I don't know. It's just a thought. I the whole conversation's interesting to me, though. I don't hate either side of it. I personally, it feels like whenever I was a kid growing up watching wrestling on TV, like you've got these guys just yelling at each other, and you've got the heels, and you've got you've got the baby faces, and I, I don't know. It's kind of interesting. I I don't know. It's yeah, it's a lot. It's it's, it's funny lot. because there's so much pettiness in golf, and especially when like like everyone's suing everyone. In, uh, <laughs> you know, I, I remember back when Liv sued Taylor made over what P790, and it's like, first of all, they're selling your clubs for a lot cheaper. So giving them that sort of link, like we're all talking about it. You have to know that, right? Like the lunatic fringe sees what you're doing because you're talking about it. And now we're all going to go buy P790 because it's a hell of a lot cheaper. You know, that, that whole thing is really funny. It's, it's, it's adding fuel to the fire in such a weird way that uh, I don't know. I, I think the tour at this point would just do so well to just take that next step. Um, and, and yeah, it's probably true. Like a lot of the hand was forced and, and, and I'm happy for that, but I'm, I'm just ready to, go back to a little bit of normalcy uh, i know the wraparound is kind of a bummer anyway um saying that i'm fe- so feverish that i watch the wraparound of any other season is pretty limited <laughs> it's just not true so yeah I- i'm i'm looking forward to seeing a little bit of the the dust settle and 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 how it comes out but it's not that i didn't want to give live a chance it's just i i didn't have that room in my life for a whole another thing you know yeah, no, I, I, and I think that's the interesting point of the conversation with it all. Outside of the people who are just screaming at the sky because that's not the way they believe golf should be, and that's not the way that they they think golf is as an entity. Like, I think most people are either on the side of I've you know at this time of year I've got all kinds of other stuff, or I'm an addict to golf, so now I get to watch double the golf. Yeah. And the whole time we're saying, by the way, I already wanted that. You just refuse to uh, like legitimately televise the LPGA tour. So thanks yep. for that. Yep. <laughs> um, there, There's one other topic I'm really interested to talk to you about. It's, it's something that my experience has changed a lot over the years. And especially as I age, uh, there's a conversation that was had on the THP community sort of circling around the right and wrong way to play golf. And that there was, some some claims mm. that like it had to do with i think the type of golf club that was allowed to be used or something like that like people are going way beyond it um and and i think i would imagine you share a similarity because you actually are looser on the apparel side of things than i am from uh <laughs> you know what to wear the question that i want to pose to you is is there really a wrong way to play golf as long as you are following the rules of the place where you're playing and you're not destroying property and tearing shit up 
and you're not take playing divots, slow. James. Relax. Okay. But you They're you know divots. what I mean? Like like and you're not playing slow. Like if that's the case, like we the other conversation that we had on the on the community was about mulligans. Hmm. And people saying, well, if you take mulligans, that's not real golf. Well, to them it is. Like, why do why why are we so concerned with how other people enjoy golf? Yeah. As long well, as long as as long as they're so, not impacting the people around them. So here's my I mean, question. You're on a first date with <laughs> Dr. Miles. <laughs> you guys <Good> say. <laughs> you guys decided to go play mini golf. And on the very first hole, she's so nervous because you're such an athlete that she's like, I can't believe I'm with this dude. It's unbelievable. She whiffs and, and the ball kind of dribbles off to the side. Um, you pick up the ball, you walk it over and you have this cute little moment where you go, oh, it's all good. That's a mulligan. You can you can hit that again. <laughs> is it still mini golf? <laughs> of course it is. It's mini golf. Of course it is, right? <laughs> so uh, I, I know that was ridiculous, but my my thought is that golf is this I, I don't see why golf can't be this wonderful umbrella of an experience that includes uh and and excludes very clearly excludes frisbees i do not consider you relevant or viable from a golf perspective do not dare to cross Thank that you. line <laughs> i hate it <laughs> but from a golf perspective you have a golf club and a golf ball uh, you have a set of rules that you need to adhere to whether that's apparel that you're expected to wear whether that's the etiquette of the game mm-hmm. uh and taking care of the the grounds with which you are on and finally pace of play as long as those things are considered and measured i think golf should be able to exist in so many forms that we can all have a good time absolutely agree like i i i don't there's still this very big gatekeeper mentality that exists in golf with some people. And that may be with where you play. Like I, there are very, very high end private clubs where this is, this is, this is golf. Well, those people need to understand that that's golf there. Yes. If this you, is golf. Go to, yes. If you yeah. go to the Muni down the road, the, the nine hole, you know, or whatever else, uh, look at Goat Hill. It's a great example. Like you go there, it's a golf is a completely different entity than when you go over to Pebble Beach. And you yeah. know what? They both work. Yeah. Well, they here's both, the other example. They both exist. Here's the other example I thought was really good. When you talk about going to play golf at Top Golf, which is mm-hmm. an unbelievable experience for every person who goes there. Uh, there's nothing more fun for me at Top Golf than that little walk to and from the bay that I plan to hit from because you get to see every walk of life experiencing it. You get well, this crazy muscle bound dude that swings so freaking hard that the club barely hangs on and the ball goes about 30 feet. And you're like, yeah, I own <laughs> that dude. You get this, uh, you know, girlfriend and boyfriend who are there for the first time, you know, trying to figure it all out. You get the families, you get the the uh teams you get the the meetings like you see all these different versions of people enjoying the Mm -hmm. game that you are so deeply passionate about i would call every one of those experiences golf and to think it's anything less because they're using one of top golf's more forgiving irons that exist on every single bay or uh they're they're hitting in different ways like i i think that is so uppity it's so unreasonable to look at it that way 
I think there's a depth of this game that we should all be willing to to protect because it is so unlike every other game. I think that fact about golf, that it is so different than everything else and that it is what you want it to be. I think I honestly, I think that's part of the reason why there is so much defensiveness about how people go about it. Because I think people who have their way and this, this is golf to me, they have so much fear that other people coming in and around it and enjoying things in a different manner is going to impact or take away from how they enjoy it. Does that make sense? Yeah, of course. It like does. this is, this is, this is what I see like a whole lot. And, and you, we've had conversations with the community about it. Uh, you mentioned like apparel on a course, like with, with the courses where my kids play, when they get out of school, most of them don't have the opportunity to go and change into slacks or shorts and collared shirts or whatever else. But the course also doesn't have a rule for it. So do we go practice in t-shirts and, and gym shorts or whatever else? Sure. And you know what? Besides that point, they respect golf and, and, and they work within the confines of, of what it is for, for our purposes. And that's different than the group that plays in front of us where everybody is, is as prim and proper and making their, making their buddies put out from six inches. But you know what? They can enjoy it that way too. I just, I, 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 it bothers me how hung up we get on what other people are doing if they're not impacting us. Yeah. The one condition I think is totally understandable is music. And I think that's only because it does have a direct impact of other people. If you play it too loud, it's very simple. If you play it too loud and other people have to listen to your music, you're not doing it right. Um, No, no different than you take a giant chunk out of the ground. You should (laughs) repair that. Um, because you're impacting other people. But to say that someone who listens to music, which is technically illegal on, you know, tour or whatever it is, uh, they're not a golfer because they listen to music to say that's not golf. I I think is so unbelievably unrealistic because I've hit some unbelievable shots of music going on. And I promise you it didn't have a direct impact on me. And most of the time (laughs) I think I've got more memories of shots that impacted me negatively because of music, um, (laughs) For different reasons and i'm definitely not owning those songs that i had to listen to but you know the, the idea that that's not golf is so idiotic let's say that yep. um you know people just i think you like you said they're they're so focused on protecting what is for them go make more money join a private course join a course that everyone feels the same way you do um and just be mad at the world that's fine let us have fun uh yeah. especially when you're at the munis or the locals or you said Goat Hill is probably a really great example or top golf. Just let people have fun. You know, that's There's what this room, game yeah. should be. There's room for everybody. I've mm-hmm. always said that. There's room for everybody. It may be it may be different conditions. It may be, you know, anything else like that. For you know, Southern Hills versus where we play in practice yeah. and everything else. But it's it's still the roots of golf and everybody everybody can take something from it. And you I think that's the, take that's the coolest games? thing. You know what I'm going to take on Saturday? Um, I'm, I'm afraid to ask. A big, juicy, pathetic <laughs> breakfast ball. <laughs> Attaboy. At, nine, re- at 9.50, 
I'm going to hit the worst drive of my life. I'm going to go to my bag. I'm going to laugh about it. I'm going to grab a second ball. I'm going to drop it down and say, Uncle Rona, you did this to me, and I'm going to hit it again. <laughs> That's fair. And that is that is golf. <laughs> I, res- I respect your I respect your version of golf, sir. Pre-planned, oh, by the way. <laughs> James, I always have a blast when you're on here, buddy. That was such a fun chat tonight. I know we don't usually go live on here. Uh, I think we're at the point where the dust is settled enough. We can talk about it in a reasonable way. People have already made up their minds. I, I hope you folks found it interesting and um, we'll probably keep talking about it because things are sort of showcasing what will be in the future and, and, and they don't intend to be gone anytime soon. So it's worth talking about that level of talent. Uh, so I'm going to try and do a better job of paying attention to what's going on uh, in case there is something worth talking about. In the meantime, James, I'm glad you're here, buddy. Do you have any hey. questions for me? No, man. I, I've got nothing. I got nothing right now. Other than, yeah. I mean, I guess I could ask you, are you excited about our little trip we have next month? Uh, Yeah, I am. And I'm not expressing anything else. I'm also excited I think that's, about the I think that's all we can say. Yeah. So uh, I'm going to have you back on here in probably the next month. I want to talk about off-season acquisitions because... You've got me like deeply invested in this head cover game and yes. I've got, I've got apparel to buy. I've got head covers to buy like the whole uh, accessorizing for 2023. I feel like it's going to be a really big thing for me. So uh, not only do we need to talk about it in some new companies we haven't talked about, um, there is a lot of apparel that I need to buy. <laughs> so let's get you back on here soon. Okay. Absolutely. I I look forward to it. All right, buddy. Everyone out there, if you are golfing this weekend, even if it is in the desperation mode of aerated greens and falling leaves and sadness, have a great time. Take a shot of fireball, drink a lemonade, whatever you need to do to make you feel good while you're out there. I plan to play twice. I am so excited and we will see you next week. THP Radio on the Hackers Paradise Podcast Network, your number one source for all things golf. Subscribe on iTunes to never miss an episode.